2: Hey man, this is Damian Pierce, and you listen to Player Profile. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Future Cast on the Player Profiler Radio Network. I am Cody Carpentier. You can find me on Twitter at Carpenter NFL with me as always my main man Andy Milnick you can find him on Twitter at FFDataKing today we got a very very special guest the man the myth the legend the OG of the future cast the creator of Destination Devi and the host of Wake Up With Ray G over at FTN Mr. Ray GQ my man how are you doing
0: doing well Cody I appreciate you having me on the show uh, Andy, pleasure meeting you, my man. Y'all are doing great stuff here uh, with the new and improved FutureCast show. So uh, to be- bring me back on your platform, you, Matt, Andy, Player Profiler. Appreciate y'all, man. Excited to be here and talk. Uh, we're going to talk a little 2022, a little 2023. Talk about Andy. Andy and his hate for Kenny Pickett. We got to talk about that, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: you know we got to jump into all of it, man. Andy, I tell you what. <laughs> Traylon Burks early on. Pfft, he he comes with some hot takes sometimes. Just full one eighty on Bo Melton. You were down at the Senior Bowl. You you saw a little Bo Melton action. We we know this dude's a dude. And, and Andy, I tell you what, that's that's one take I might hold you to is is that that first Bo Melton Ripped one. Rip them apart. Rip him apart. But, but I don't you know, had to, man. Head take. A <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, you you good though. But so tonight we're gonna kind of talk about twenty twenty three. Uh, Dabble in there, kind of talk about the, the differences between that class and this class. Uh, maybe talk a little 2022 quarterbacks, running backs, uh, then we'll get a little rapid fire action. Uh, but let's start out in reverse tonight. Let's go 2023. You're obviously already looking at this class. Uh, you've mentioned it a few times on your shows the last few weeks. Zooming out, where is the depth in that 2023 class right now? So uh, you're drafting in 2022. Where should you target in this class so that you can reap the values next year?
0: Yeah, the 2023 class, um, it's running back, man. It's RB, RB, RB. It's deep, you know. We look at 2022, and um, I think there's a clear runaway RB1. Um, You know, I, I'd have to say if there was one guy that you need to have from the 2022 class at the running back position, we all know who it is. It's Mr. Iowa State, Brees Hall, right? Um, but if you miss out on Brees – I'll say this. I think there are some, some decent shots to maybe for some guys that if they get an opportunity. My thing, Cody, Andy, what I always say is I'm looking for players who have an opportunity to get an opportunity to score me fantasy points. And I still think there are a couple of guys in 2022 that can get an opportunity. And if they get that opportunity, maybe they can make something happen. But there's cats in 2023 that there is no question if they're going to get the opportunity. The opportunity will be there. Um, they are they were early producers at a collegiate level early on, and they're going to be highly touted NFL draft prospects once we get to this stage of the process next year. It's incredible. And I'm not just talking about the top guys. Everyone knows B. John Robinson. Everybody knows who Jameer Gibbs is. I'm talking about some of the guys that you'll be able to get in round two of rookie drafts, some of those satellite plus type guys, you know. Um, fingers crossed for Devon A. Chain. I know he's a hot name. Everything I'm hearing down here in Texas, man, uh, right now he's running at about 172, and he's got a real shot to be an Olympic-level sprinter, right? He's right there on the cusp of, you know, competing for the Olympics. So um, I don't think there's any question he's going to play football this year. But, you know, when you're thinking about future, I mean, you know, 180 isn't going to cut it. But you got Blake Corum, uh, Jace McClellan, and, and one of the guys that I don't know if we're going to talk about today, Cody, he's going to be a complete outlier if it if it happens, But Deuce Vaughn is a damn dude. Um, Never going to be a full-down, full-workload guy. You're you're looking at a Boston Scott Plus. I think he's the closest thing to Darren Sproles that we've seen, and ironically he plays at uh, Kansas State. But the depth of the class in 2023 is 100% at running back, man.
2: So I heard heard you say this Darren Sproles thing a number of times. Um, With that depth, you know, you got Bigsby, Bijan, Gibbs, Tucker, all these guys – is the talent level in that class, you know, 2014 receivers, 2017 running back, those, those special classes. So with that, should we be focused on maybe getting all these receivers in this class? Like, like a Wilson, a London Burks? is is the level there where it's like, all right, focus on those guys. Because I did a mock last night with a lot of these guys, Ian Harditz, uh, Rich Rebar, Scott Barrett. And it was like running back quarterback and then receiver went three, four, five, six, seven. Um, should you be focused on those receivers and then worry about the running backs next year? Because, I mean, that next year class, just with the names I listed, that's that's six dudes, uh, Vaughn, A-Chain. Like, there's going to be some guys that come out of the woodworks. Like, are we talking, like, next year we're talking eight guys, seven guys, running backs in round one? That's not even talking about the receivers, you know. Like, is that kind of where we're sitting? Fa- work on receiver this year, go, go running back next year? Dude, and Cody, we didn't even mention – the cats that were eligible
0: for 2022 that came back, Moe Green, yeah. Zach Charbonneau. Um, th- there's a couple of those guys that will. I don't think they're going to push for top of the class, but they'll be solid depth pieces, right? They'll be you know second round rookie draft picks. The 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 play. Now here's the catch: 22. The play in a very holistic sense is 100%. Get your wide if you miss out on Brees depending on how you feel about Walker. I know I'm seeing a little Walker hate out there now because of his receiving profile. But if you miss out on Brees, load up on receivers, and then get your running backs in 2023. It's easier said than done sometimes, but in a very holistic sense, yes, that would be the the optimal strategy because I think the receiving class next year, it uh, there's a couple of dudes that, you know, the profile is there, but there's a lot of question marks around that receiving class. I think you've got... Two legit dudes at the top, and one of them we don't even know what the I, we don't know what happened to his leg. We don't know if he's gonna play this year. We, like we just don't know. Um, so yes, to answer your question, I would be wanting the receivers this year, you know. And then I just saw somebody tweet out uh, earlier today that it's unfortunate that all the top receivers there's fucking injury history after in, ACL after ACL after broken leg. It's just like. You know, the, if they weren't so damn banged up, they'd be pretty much locks. But you know, very general sense, you want your running—you can find running backs in twenty twenty three that are a lot better prospects than what we have in twenty twenty two. Conversely, I think the wide receivers in this class are super deep, super good, man.
2: That's the kind of the Butte thing we were talking about, Kayshawn last year, and then uh, was it Smith and Jigba and. uh Bute's like, fuck, man. That was one where I was like, write it in, in, in pen. I was confident. And now it's like injury after injury. And we see this time and time again. I mean, Pickens, I guess, is the closest last one where Pickens over the last two years has been that dude, right? And now it's coming on down. So, uh, Andy, you got any questions regarding the 2023 class? Other than, I mean, I was going to jump into quarterbacks, but you got anything on running back receiver?
1: No, I was going to ask about Tank Bigsby. What's your thoughts on him? Do you think he's going to come out and be a decent prospect or no? I, I just. I'm really worried about, I mean, like, I like the way he plays on film. Like, I like him bowling people over, and he looks like a dude on the field. But I just, I don't know. I haven't got a good take on him, Ray. What do you think?
0: I I like Tank Bigsby, man. I like him, but I'm I'm concerned. And I'm just going to listen. I I am, I have no sources. I have no sources, so don't hold me to it. Cody, we were down at the Senior Bowl, man, and, um, I'm not going to put his name out there, but I talked to somebody um, that does work with Auburn, works with Auburn, has is, is, is followed them for, I think, eight or nine years now, does podcasts, is pretty much in tune. Dude, he had on Auburn shit, so he looked like he knew what he was talking about. I can only take the man. He had Auburn gear on. He, he does pod. He told me that he would be shocked if Tank Bigsby suited up for Auburn this fall. There were reports that he had entered the transfer portal. Then he pulled out. Now he's back at Auburn. I don't know. what. I don't know. Don't hold me to it. I just heard what he said. He said, I would be absolutely shocked if he played for Auburn this fall. Apparently, he doesn't vibe with the coaches. The coaches don't vibe. I don't know. But to answer your question, Andy, I like Bigsby. I mean, he looked good early in his career. I don't think he's done anything on the field to make us concerned. But I think it's more so... I like Sean Tucker more. I like Jameer Gibbs better. I'm more of a Zach Evans fan than I am Tank Bigsby. So a byproduct of just other players that I think are a little bit better. Um, And then I'm not really factoring in the uncertainty. If he doesn't play, then the guy was right. And if he does, then whatever. Um, But I I just, I I don't know. I think some of the same concerns that we had about Isaiah Spiller and the burst and and things like that, I think they're going to resurface with Bigsby. But I think big. I still think he's a good back. Like if he gets an opportunity, if he gets day two draft capital, I think he'll matter to a certain degree. But I cannot put him in the same tier as Bijan Robinson and Sean Tucker and Gibbs and Zach Evans. I just can't do it, man. Can't do it. But you know, we Cody, the class is deep, man. The running backs, Andy. I don't know how much you've dove into to these twenty twenty three guys, but I mean, it is just it's loaded, man, and it's it's filled with. Every type of back you want. You want that satellite plus guy, PPR specialist, you got it. You want the hammer. You got Tank Bigsby in the class, you know? And then if you want that true three-down threat, I think you got a couple of guys that could walk into the NFL and be valued as top 15, top 20 dynasty assets at the running back position right away.
2: I I, I mean, I think that's, that's right on the wall for you, right? If you can't get Brees, I think you just look for the next year. Because, I mean, right now, even that mock I was talking about earlier that we did last night, uh damian pierce went 12th overall and there's yeah um exactly that's the that's a res, that's a response everybody in the room had and that was still with spiller b rob all these guys still on the board um we'll jump we'll into the spiller in a minute here but i want to talk about these quarterbacks in this 2022 class in comparison to 2023 uh when you when you're building these these dynasty teams really right we're talking about getting receivers now and of course from the NFL conversation, it's you know you want to build the team, put the quarterback on top. In dynasty, you kind of want to build the team, put the running back on top because you know the shelf life isn't as long. Um, if you can't get Brees, you get your receivers. If you're ready to get a quarterback, do you do you kind of ship it the next year? Do you what's the tactic? Because like we we know Stroud, we know Bryce Young, but there's some other dudes in this class. Uh, you know Cunningham is a, is an interesting one from Louisville. Levis uh, from Kentucky. Uh, what, what's what's my big guy from Florida? Richardson. Richardson. Like, I, I Andy, know you Brennan love Brennan Armstrong. I, Brennan Armstrong's out there in Virginia. Like it, this quarterback class could be a lot better than even advertised. Advertised, it's obviously the top two. But can you can you tell me a little bit about about Levis? Because I, I I know you like a little bit of Levis, a little bit of uh, Richardson from Florida. <sighs> So here's the, here's the interesting
0: dynamic with this. Um, we look at 2022 and we're like, oh, these guys aren't that good. They're not that good. But then when I look at 2023, I think there's a lot of hope. You got your fingers crossed for a lot of guys to fire, hopefully. But outside, l- l- let's let's keep it real, man. There were a lot of people who weren't sold on CJ Stroud after the first two quarters of his career. There were a lot of people calling for his head. That Minnesota first game. game. That Minnesota yep. game. Caught, he ain't yep. it. This dude, this dude, the moment's too big. He pissed down his leg. And 4,500 yards later, it's like, all right, now he's the real deal. C.J. Stroud is there. Bryce Young, uh, he is phenomenal. But mark my word, there are going to be questions around Bryce Young come pre-draft process. And this has – I am not hating on Bryce Young. Bryce Young is incredible. And that drive he had versus Auburn – Ice water in his veins to bring him back. I, I think he's oh, got yeah. every I, I think he's got everything that you want, but he's he's a he's a little guy, man. He's a little dude. He's a he's a very and a lot of people be like, Oh, Kyler was little. And Kyler was short, but he was Bryce Young is a little cat, and there's going to be question marks. Just write it down. There will be people that question can he sustain at an NFL level at that size. That I think Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, Uh, Armstrong, Cunningham, DJU, Spencer. There's a bunch of talent there in Tyler Van Dyke. A bunch of talent, and there's no separation. I think it's right now it's those two at the top, and it's a big fucking cluster of like can somebody emerge from the fray, right? Mm -hmm. For me right now, Will Levis is the third quarterback that I have. I think uh, doing it first year starting in the SEC, all the arm talent – if, if I gave you a million dollars in cash at the beginning of 2020, Andy and Cody, and I said, I'm going to give you a million in cash, you tell me who gets drafted first. Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or some kid out of BYU named Zach Wilson... Everybody listening to this show would have said, that's easy money, it's Justin Fields. And if it ain't Justin Fields, it's Trey Lance. And then all of a sudden, we go through the whole process, and then number two overall consensus was Zach Wilson. Why was that? The arm, the arm talent, the arm talent. There's nobody in college football that I believe has more raw, natural arm talent that's going to declare in this class than Will Levis. I'm not saying he's going to put it all together, but not only does he have the arm, He's a plus level athlete. Uh, he's he's not. A, I think he's at. He had two back to back 200 yard rushing seasons, and then this past season in the SEC, he went for over 409 touchdowns on the ground. So he's not a zero on the ground. He's he's yeah. also he, he's not Lamar, but he's he's not a zero. You get some points he's there. He's requisite.
2: He can do it. He can
0: do. He it. He can do it. I think that if he progresses this season, he will emerge. The it we've seen the shit. It's it's a story as old as time. The NFL is in love with the big arm quarterback, and if you can move around some, even better. That's will. We've seen this story a hundred times. So right now, if I had to rank them, he would be like my QB three. But Anthony Richardson, incredible rushing talent, was god awful throwing the ball. But I'm I'm not going to put that all on Richardson. Florida was a was a cluster the entire season. Emory Jones is out of the way. Anthony Richardson is your time to shine. Tyler Van Dyke, he's a statute, man. He just, he's a zero on the ground, good quarterback. Uh, you talked about Malik Cunningham, all the natural talent in the world, just inconsistent throwing the football. So when we're looking at these two classes and everybody's saying fade 2022, I'm saying for what? Like what? what where's the sure thing in 2023? And there's a lot of sharp people that I know that say the next elite quarterback isn't coming out until 2024. It ain't in 2022 or 2023. you got to wait until 2024 to find that guy.
2: Yeah, that's that's interesting because, obviously, you said Stroud, that first game, that was the big thing, and then as the season went on, I think it's pretty – I would say it's pretty consensus if you were to look at it. If you were to flash forward in your brain 365 days, it would be Stroud being that guy because uh, Bryce, as you said, at that 200-pound mark, barely – uh, you need to go get some of that protein PR breaker.com. Do you even believe out. that? Do you believe he's 200 Cody? Do you buy that? I <laughs> mean, this dude, no, like I, I went to school with a guy that had some of the best arm talent that I've ever seen in my life. And he was six, five and he was about 170 all the way through this guy. Couldn't get, this. Is, it's like the exact same body type where it's like, yeah, you might tell this college he's 200 pounds, but I tell you he's about buck 70 and it's like, fuck. And it's, that's like, that's everything for these quarterbacks. And you look at Will Levis, he's in that two twenty five, two thirty range. Uh, we got his player page already up on playerprofile.com. You can go check it out. 100th percentile 20-yard uh, shuttle uh, from high school, 94th percentile vertical, 92nd percentile speed score. Like like you said, he's got the rushing aspect of it. This could be your guy that takes that next step up next year and, and closes that gap. And, and, and actually, would it surprise you? He's got the NFL prototypical size, 6'3", 2, 230 with speed. Like, not, you know, like... I'm just saying, like you just said, right now you're saying yeah. Justin Fields is going to be that dude, and then what ends up happening? It's Zach Wilson. Right now it's Bryce Young. It ends up being what? Will Levis? Like it... crazier
0: shit has happened, man. Crazier things have happened. That's all. I, I, I'm not out here trying to hot take people to death. Yeah. I'm just saying no, it's, it's it's facts, though. He's got the talent. He's got everything that an NFL team. You look at Will Levis, and if you put him with an Alabama helmet or a Clemson helmet. People are talking about this dude being, like, he's It's just he, he's at Kentucky, you know. Uh, yeah, I get it. It was his first year starting. He's got to t- – the same thing I said about Matt Corral last year, decision-making, cut down on the turnovers. Will Levis needs to do that. Like, we need to see this the level up from first year starting to this year. But if he doesn't, you might as well – he's going to be a first-round pick. Book it. If he progresses with his raw talent and ability and – he just—he he, seems like a cool fucking guy, man. He's he got some swagger to him. He's gonna be a first-round pick. Like that's just what it is, man.
1: But even with—even with the fact that he's got the arm talent and the rushing upside too, there's like no shot because he's on Kentucky that he gets anywhere near the Heisman, right?
0: Nah, yeah. yeah like yeah, that's that—that's that, yeah. that's a, that's a wasted—that's okay, yeah, burn. Don't even don't burn money. Don't burn money. Sorry, Cody. Him. Yeah,
2: don't don't don't. <laughs> you talking <laughs> about you talking about Cunningham? I'm like, bro. Levis has got the arm talent to get Cunning- you there. He throws for like fifty five touchdowns. We're we're having a conversation. That's what
0: like he's got to bring.
1: Louisville's
0: he's got to no. bring that team's got to win though. And I think the problem That's is the problem. they're just not gonna, they're just not going to win enough. It has nothing to do with him. It's just yeah. we all know the Heisman is the best player mm-hmm. on the best team at the end of the season. That's Sadly. normally who wins the Heisman because it, it, it's not the best player in the country. Or Will Anderson would have won it last year.
2: That's facts. That's facts. Right. Yeah. Andy, you got anything else regarding this 2023 class or we're going to move up to 2022? No, no. I'm just, with all the
1: guys we're talking about in the ACC, I'm excited to see if maybe, like, this potentially, Ray, could this be a year where we see two ACC teams in the playoff this year or no? There's Man, so much talent loaded from top lot, in the ACC. You know, I mean, I've never seen it in all the years of the playoffs so far.
0: You know they got a bias towards the SEC. You know that yeah. they, they'd rather get two <laughs> SEC teams in, whatever Big Ten team is in the finals, and then you know it, it's probably going to be tough. But I got a question for y'all, because Cody, you were really high on Rattler last year, as was yeah. everybody. I mean, yeah. it wasn't just you. I mean, he was the consensus. We thought he was going to be QB one. Transfers to South Carolina didn't have the season. DJU completely fell off the map. Is there any
2: hope for those guys, in your opinion? Any hope? Uh, DJU, that's the one thing is like we've been talking about all these quarterbacks and, and we named off, what, six, seven of them and, and didn't say DJU or Rattler. And Rattler's one that, you know, I was listening to uh, Zierling and Brugler and they had on um, Feldman. And they were talking about – that Rattler himself, being you know, you look back a year ago it was Howell and Rattler, and now where Howell's at, and Rattler's not even in the class anymore. And Zerline just laughed, and he's like, "There's like what needs to happen with with Rattler uh, in the progression of 365 days from then to now, uh, and going forward is like so much so in comparison to um, this." Is what made me think of is like Willis. A year ago, you and me had these conversations about you know we like Malik Willis, but we obviously we think he has two he has, you know two years to go. He, he needs you know, a year of college plus a year in the NFL to sit. Um, I think he's progressed very well in that aspect, uh, even just through this whole pre-draft process. Senior Bolton now, uh, I thought his, his arm talents came around a lot. But from Rattler's standpoint, it's all the mentals. That's like that's what Zerline said. He's like, everything with Rattler, mm-hmm. every freaking part, he, he has the talent. It's all the mentals. He can make – and, Ray, fix me if I'm not. He can make every throw on the field. He can do it. It's just – can you dial it in on game day? And the hope, I guess, is he goes into South Carolina. Thankfully I'm in that area. So I'm definitely going to be heading down there because you know I gotta go gotta go check out Rattler. But uh I just I mean, Clemson, South Carolina, that'll be that'll be a game to say, all right, which one of these quarterbacks was supposed to be good, is gonna be good. We we so we're actually in a campus to canton league, and I don't want to jump down this rat hole, but DJ's been falling very far, and we had this discussion about should we take DJ? And we didn't do it because we're like there's still a chance this dude could get benched. <laughs> yes, yes, you're, five you're, star. You're, yes, you're thinking about five that. Like, like if I told you that a year ago, like, hey, don't don't draft DJ Sorry. and Devi, don't do that. Like, you have been like, the yeah. yeah, Who's this who guy? Hot Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. I I, I think there's still there's still there's still upside for both those guys. But again, it's here's here's what I think. This is my thought,
0: man. This this is just my theory. I think that they were already so high on our pedestal, right? We, I mean, I said it, dude. I came out at the beginning of last season was like, lock it in. He's the 2023 number one overall draft pick, 101 in the draft. Rattler, I was like, he I, – I, I've got tweets. If anybody's going to push Spencer Rattler, it's somebody – like, we talked about this, Cody. Yeah. Because yep. it is the – it's he can make all the right throws. He just doesn't know when to do it. He just – mentally, it, something isn't clicking. But because of how high we had those guys – and how catastrophically bad they played, like, I think each of them are going to have to play out of their mind to even get back up to that level for us to feel confident. Like, they can't just go out there and have an okay season. An okay season for Spencer Rattler gets him drafted in round three next year, yeah. right? Um, they have to be spectacular to even put their name in the same realm of of, of conversation as some of these other guys. Like, it's, it's really... It's, 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 this is why in dynasty, and this is a whole different theory, philosophical conversation. Should we even be projecting like, ah, fade, fade QB in 2022. Cause you can get one next year. How much changes? Look how much change. If you faded Mac Jones or Zach Wilson last year, and now you're looking at this class, you're like, damn, man. I'd rather have Mac Jones. You know what I mean. I'd rather have uh, I'd rather have Zach Wilson right now than than Kenny Pickett or Sam Howell or Desmond. It just shit changes so much from year to year. You have to look ahead, but you got to stay present in the moment, man, and capitalize on the value that's there right now because so much changes from year to year in football, and that affects us in dynasty, man.
2: I think the bottom line here, what we're answering this is. Uh... A lot needs to happen for Rattler and DJ. We need a Rattler to beat a Clemson. We need him to beat a Miami with Van Dyke.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but the answer, I think, really is we just got to draft Malik Willis. And uh, Ray <laughs> likes Matt Corral. And uh, and and I liked Kenny Pickett, but I guess I guess Andy doesn't like Kenny Pickett. So I'm Sam uh, Malik guy. Willis, Matt Corral. I like Sam Howell, but I think he's going to get second-round draft capital, sadly. But I think you just got to trust what happens. The NFL takes, and you've said this multiple times, Ray, if the NFL trusts him and trusts the process and they put him in a situation that's you know requisite, you put a quarterback in Atlanta that's going to sit behind Mariota for one year, maybe, or take over, you have to trust that process that it's going to work. Uh, You just kind of got to go do it because the NFL, I don't know what the list is. We've seen it the last 10 years, how many quarterbacks have been drafted round one and are on different teams and shit. So. I think you just got to trust it and do it year in and year out. If you're gonna have to get another quarterback next year, you're gonna have to get another quarterback next year. But uh, draft Malik Willis. That, that's. Yeah. Really-
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, listen, man. I I, I found uh, one of uh, one of my patrons posted a nice little thing I was gonna use for this show. Uh, I won't take credit for it, but basically, the, it essentially, is what you just said, Cody. If a court, if the NFL feels comfortable taking a quarterback in round one of the NFL draft, in particular top 15, regardless if you believe in the player's talent or not, it's not just, I think so many times in Dynasty, we think of these players as you're drafting them and you're going to put them in your lineup. You don't have to do that. Like, somebody, if, let's just say, just vibe with me here. Kenny Pickett gets drafted to Carolina. Somebody out there is going to be like, hell yeah. Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, he's he's the sixth overall pick, it can't get any worse than Teddy Bridgewater, Phillip Walker, and, and Sam Darnold. That player has value. That player and, and, and we can shake our head no as much as we want, but I went to the trade finder on Player Profiler. I went there and I looked. Do you know what people were trading for Sam Darnold at the beginning of the season? I looked on your uh, play, I looked. People were sending first round 2023 picks for Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold at the start of this season. Four years into, five years into Sam Darnold's career when we know he is nothing but wet butt cheeks. We knew that, and people are still trading first-round picks for him. So regardless if you like the quarterback or not, regardless if you like the quarterback or not, you cannot deny that in Superflex, they retain their value year to year more than any position in Dynasty Fantasy Football. And if you have a first-round quarterback that got the requisite draft capital, whether, whether you play him or not, that position has value, man. You cannot deny. I don't, there's, there's nothing you can show me that disproves that. Nothing.
1: Here's, here's the problem with your example, though, Ray, is that you're implying that he beats out P.J. Walker. Right, Come you're implying on. that Kenny Pickett Come could beat on. out P.J. Walker. Come That's what you're implying Andy, is that he can, do and and he has to hold the ball in his hands in order to do that. Oh, and I don't gosh. think he can. Oh my! He's not going to have enough time to hold it and throw it. He's going to get tackled. He's slipping all over himself. There's no way. No,
2: he's not going to. He's going to beat out P.J. Walker. Come on. I mean, he's got a point, right? P.J. Walker was at Temple. Pickett went there on a visit. He didn't end up going because he was scared of Kenny. I can't, even, I can't even. I can't even keep a straight face with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep a straight face with that. I mean, I get, I saw your tweet. I know the the whole upside thing, but like like Ray said before the show, I don't think anybody really thinks there's a lot of upside. Like that's no. why we compared him to Tannehill. Like he's gonna be a dude. Like, he's gonna be requisite. Uh, I, like I replied to your tweet. Like I don't think he's special, but I right, think right. he's good enough to come in. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna forget shit that helped him from from, from Whipple uh, grow at Pittsburgh. Like, he's going to come in, he's going to do it. He's going to fumble 30 times in, in four years, just <laughs> like Daniel Jones has. And, and you're still going to get dudes that say, you know, this guy can be quarterback. That's why people are still yeah. saying, Daniel Jones can be my quarterback. It's like, uh, he's good enough. He's good enough, but he's not. he's not going to win you a Super Bowl, like, yeah, he's not special. He's
0: not there. There, uh, where I agree is I don't look at him. First of all, he's not my QB one or my QB two in the class. Yep. First, yeah. Let's get that out the way, right? Like he's not. Um, yeah,
1: right.
0: He, you're looking at him in terms of the, the way I value him is he's he's better than what they have, and they haven't had anything good in a long time, right? Um, he's a he's ceiling. I don't even know. I guess Tannehill, Cousins. That's like his if if. If all the stars align, Andy, and the gloves, they got the grip on it, and he can hold the ball, right? He can hold it enough. Like max maximum, you're talking Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. And, and those guys aren't game changers. They're, you know, if Kenny Pickett went out there and had a, a points per game, he finished his QB 12 one year, QB 12, 13. You're like, all right, well, he was a good QB two. He got me some points, right? But there is no top five upside. I don't think there's top 10 upside with Kenny Pickett. I think he is who he is. He reminds me of how I valued Mac Jones last year. I was like the big Mac Jones guy. Never once did I say he had the same type of upside as Trey Lance or Justin Fields. I was just like he's a safe q b two now if you if you want to get into the conversation, what is that really worth in dynasty? why would you draft a qB two early? Why would you spend that that I can't argue you right like I think there's a conversation like, Ray, why would you spend the one oh three on a QB two in dynasty like why would you do that? I think at that point I'd be like all right well i I'll, I'll take. But he's going to get the requisite draft capital to play, and there is value in that because there's a lot of people out there rolling out fucking Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield and stinkers like that week in and week out. And if you're telling me I get a chance to roll out baby hands Kenny Pickett that can at least dump it to Christian McCaffrey or throw screens to DJ Moore, like I'll take that over Baker Mayfield any day of the week. So I think that's, that's where I'm at. I just wanted to poke Andy with that one. But no, he's not my QB1. Or my QB two, but the reality is, if you ask me today to put money on, is he going to be a top ten pick? Uh, he's probably going to go to Carolina at six. That's probably going to happen.
2: Yep, yep. And, then, and the the big problem with this whole class, I think, and you and you can say it pretty point blank, is when we ran comparables for all these guys from a, from what they did in college, athletic standpoint. Andy Dalton was in all of their top fives. Um, so that kind of tells you where the class is at. But let's move to running back here, right quick. I discussed this this rookie mock draft with you that Spiller did not go in round one. Uh, we're going to bring up Spiller because I know you love oh. Spiller, uh, and we got we got to go through this because it, it's been a very very talked about thing here. And now uh, there's these mocks going around where uh, not even a mock. This is a real rookie draft pre draft, which you vouch for. You you say it's a good idea to be doing these. Yeah. Um, I'm only in a couple of them, um, but uh, Alex Dunlap from Roster Watch texts me there night, and he's like, yo, I'm sitting at 205, and um, Danny Kelly's in this draft, Curtis Patrick is in this draft, there's a bunch of industry guys in here, and this is a real rookie draft, this ain't no mock, this ain't no fugazi. 205, Spiller's on the clock, and Alex is like, hey, I really think I need to press the button on Pierce, because like, the NFL, and this might sound weird, but the NFL likes Pierce, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, Spiller or Pierce? And I go, dude, I... Spiller at that point, and I've told you this before. I'm not as high on Spiller, obviously.
0: Right, right, right,
2: right. Two hundred five is value. I don't give a shit who you are. Like, and I had this discussion on the, on our Twitter Spaces AMA today with Matt. A guy asked a question. He's like, "You, why, are, why are you so low on Spiller?" And Matt's thing is obviously the athleticism. He's not Hall. He's not Walker. He's not on that level of athleticism and, and how they run and type of thing. Um, but he's still fluid. And I still think David Montgomery, Devin Singletary in that mesh, like that's not a bad running back. And when you're talking about 205, press the damn button. At that point, I'm pressing the button. And the fact that Pierce is actually in that conversation is crazy. Uh, Alex actually ended up getting Pierce at 305, which is even funnier. So he got them both. He got them both. (laughs) Um, But, again, what do you think about this? uh, the, the spiller value now is what I would call it because early on we saw him going in the top five. Now you're seeing him at 205. Uh, what are your thoughts on the whole kind of process of Isaiah Spiller? I personally still think he goes uh, late round two, early round three in the NFL yeah, draft. I,
0: I think he's probably more round three, Cody. Um, I, I'm with you. I think round two, round three. I, I'm. I guess for me, I never thought he was that athletic. Like, I mean, even back if you go back to his freshman tape back in 2019, I think he had a long run versus. Um, wasn't Miami. It was some team that had green and orange, but he pulled away for like 50 something yards, scored a touchdown, but almost got ran down, right? Like I, I said we talked about it. I thought he was a high 4-5, mid to high four-five, low four-six guy. That's what he ran. If you look at his performance from the combine pro day, it is almost eerily similar to David Montgomery in every way. He had a little better vertical jump, the the 40-yard dash, uh, was right on par. At least Montgomery did his at the Combine. Spiller waited to the pro day. But right, same thing, broad jump. I think Spiller got him by a couple of inches in the broad jump. Hell, Cody, I think you beat him on your – I think you had a better broad jump in your damn garage gym, right? <laughs> so for me, the athleticism was it, – it, it, it's something that – and I know this – I know, Andy, the data and player – I know how it works, man. But I'm just talking about fo- some cats, man, just p- can play right they did they, they just some cats just don't test well but you put the ball in their hands and you use the word fluid you I I will I will die on this hill you can't turn the tape on and look at him hit the hole make those one cuts catch the ball in the open field and say man he's a bad football player you might say he's a bad athlete that's you can say he's a bad athlete and I can't argue that right I don't think he's super athletic but you cannot turn the tape on and watch what he did in the SEC for three years and say that's a bad football player. Like he doesn't know how to run the ball. He looks like he just—he's not good. You can say he doesn't have the same burst as Kenneth Walker. He doesn't have the breakaway speed, and I can't argue that. So for me, I think now that he's fallen down, I'm even more in on him. Right? I'm even more in if I could get—if in the first round I can get you know Garrett Wilson or, or or Traylon Burks, and in the second round you're telling me I can. You know, trade up from the the, the two eleven to the two hundred five and grab Isaiah Spiller. If he gets day two draft capital, I'm still in. I am still personally in. Anything after that, it's just like dart throw area. Like just the chances historically, the chances of success for him just drop drastically from round two to round th- you know round three to round four. Andy, you know this, the historical hit rate of these guys. So for me. Um, you know, it, it, as long as he gets the requisite draft capital, and I think for him it's also going to be important. Cody, uh, Andy, where he lands, and let's not forget, man. I, it's funny, Cody, because I listened to your first of all, kudos to you and your coverage of the combine. I meant better than anybody else that I saw out there, but you talked about his demeanor, um, and and how his voice in the room. But then I heard him today on NFL Network. I think he's just a kid, man. Like I really do. Like I'm That's not. The thing. Like I, I listen. Like I'm watching him on NFL Network, and it was a three minute piece. It's out there today. It was floating around on Twitter. Footwork King, shout out Rashad. Footwork King. He's just a. He's he looks like a baby, dude. Like he's he's a 20 year old kid. So where scares like, you? It, it it's a little scary, right? But at the same time. He's going to look a lot like Josh Jacobs and Joe Mixon. He's going to be in the year, the league for four or five years, and you look up and he's only 24 years old, and you're like, damn. Like, Spiller's been here forever, and he's just now 24, 25. Brees is young as well, like that, too. But I think at this point, I'm not a damn idiot. I'm not a fool. There's no doubt. Brees Hall's the un. Unqu- like, it's not even a conversation. Like, Isaiah, Isaiah Spiller is not in the converse, same universe as as Brees Hall as a prospect or I believe is a talent, but I do think that in that next tier, like I I do, I do still think there's a chance because he can catch the ball. He does have the requisite size and he is fluid. So it's going to come down to draft capital landing spot for him. But to answer your original question, Cody at two Oh five. Um, yeah, man. And for me in my process, what's funny is I don't even have rankings, man. I grade it. I do a film grade. And then after I get draft capital, i plug that into the model and it'll spit out a number. And on film, it's good. Like, his tape is good. Like, I, it is good. Um, but all the other peripheral uh, metrics that matter are not as good as, as some of the other running backs in this class. And it's not just Hall. It's not just Walker. There's some other running backs that just have superior profiles than, than Isaiah Spiller.
1: Yeah, and, Ray, I got to agree with you there. That's why I threw the tinfoil hat because— if we looked at the NFL Combine and everyone thought the numbers were a little fake, right? They were a little faster than normal. They have a weird AstroTurf they installed this year that makes that these forty times look way faster. Is there a chance that Isaiah Spiller's forty time may have been better in Indianapolis than it was at his pro day? Is he actually faster than what he than, than what so. he shows than what he's timed? I'm just saying. I'm throwing yeah. the tinfoil hat on here. I'm yeah. doing some investigative work, right? I'm measuring grass outside, you know. <laughs> My wife's wondering what I'm doing. All these things of AstroTurf around the house. It's just, it's a lot of investigative work. We are going to get to the bottom of it, but I'm just, I'm with you there, man. I, I, I yeah. think he's got more juice than people are, people are saying right now. I, I think, and again,
0: there's no metric for football speed until, and if there is one, I'm sure player profiler have it before anybody else. I just think he's, I think he just plays faster than he times, man. It's, I mean, and this isn't. This isn't uncommon. Dalvin Cook tested like shit. Arian Foster was undrafted. Phillip Lindsay was undrafted. Uh, the, you know, I mean, we've seen players that just, or when they do test, it's just bad, and they get on the field, and you're like, how, how are they never caught from behind? Derrick Henry ran a 4-5. I know the speed score was dope, but he wasn't a 4-3 guy. I've yet to see Derrick Henry caught in the open field. Yet. He's pulling away 90 yards, 80 yards. Show me one run where he was he was in the open field, hit stride, and somebody brought him down. It, it hasn't happened. He was a four-five-four four guy. Um guy. So I, I just think that some guys do play a little bit faster than they time. And if we're, if we're being fair, and I, I hope somebody does it, player profile or somebody, I think we need to get GPS tracking going. I, I think a lot of 40-yard dash is technique. If you got shit technique, you're not going to run fast. Like, you still have to have the engine to do it. You could have all the technique you want, but if you don't have the engine, it doesn't matter. But a lot of that is your is your start. It's technique. Um, I I I think tracking player tracking data in game. I want to see how fast he was when he hit the open field versus Arkansas. What what was his miles per hour in that? And some people I trust say he hit twenty one point five miles per hour open field in game. I I think it's the way of the future. I think it's I, I think it's a whole new wave. And uh, Corey Yates with RA Analytics posted a tweet about three weeks ago. That said, there's zero correlation between 40 yard dash time and in-game mile per hour speed, as evidenced by Jordan Howard, who ran a 4.6 40 yard dash at the combine, and Ted Ginn Jr., who ran a 4.2. Yet both of those guys reached max speed in the NFL at 22 miles an hour. I'm not a data guy, but it, it, I just know I know the game, and I know sometimes people do play a little faster than they time. But I'm not gonna give Andy, I'm not gonna give Isaiah that um that out. Um, I don't think he's much faster than that. Maybe Cody, at best case, a four-five-eight, four-five-seven, maybe.
2: That's the thing is, like, when I was looking at the film, like I've had this in my notes for weeks. Four-five-five speed will do him just fine at the next level, and it might hold down the big play ceiling in the NFL. But I think he'll be just like he'll be requisite. It's not like he's going to be Adrian Peterson in every play, but. It's not gonna it's not gonna hinder him, I don't think. And we've mentioned a bunch of these names. You said Josh Jacobs, that was an interesting one. Montgomery, Arian Foster are inside of his top five best comparables. Uh, T.J. Eldon just happens to be his, his closest comparable. But like that Montgomery, Arian Foster, Kareem Hunt body type. Again, my only problem was like you said he, he he's still kid, and I, I joke around with the the master beta uh, nickname type of deal. But like that's just. That's just part of it, but I, I I don't think Spiller's a bad player, and I think that gets wrapped up a lot negatively in, in things that we discuss with with Kenneth Walker and, and Brees Hall and maybe even Zamir, and bringing these other guys up that are athletes. But Spiller, by no means, I think, is a bad player. I think like that Jacobs Montgomery, Singletary, like yeah, those guys that's score fair. fantasy points. Like you you're, that's you're fair. gonna be just fine with that um but let's move on here to the rapid fire segment but first uh if you like what you're watching here on youtube please click that subscribe button click that like button join the underworld army do all the damn things uh if you're listening on the podcast click that five-star button you know what it is uh but first we got to go over to prediction strike we got to shout out them uh don't you wish you could literally buy stock in patrick mahomes before his rookie season Like Derrick Henry, Tom Brady, just imagine. Our new partner, Prediction Strike, makes that possible. It's the first ever sports stock exchange where you can buy shares of your favorite athletes, build portfolios, and make a real return. And the thing you know best, it's sports. Go over to predictionstrike.com today or download the app in the App Store, Apple or Android. Download the app. Use the promo code UNDERWORLD for a free share of an athlete when you deposit 20 bucks or more. Go over to Prediction Strike right now. All right, let's go to this rapid fire segment. Let's jump out. I jump on out of here. I'm gonna ask each of you guys a landing spot with a player, quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end. Give me uh, who you would take in fantasy with these landing spots post draft. No draft capital. Don't worry about that. Act like they got the same draft capital. Landing spots. All right, I'm gonna start out with you, Ray. Quarterback, Desmond Ritter, guy we've talked about back in the, back in the DMs to Pittsburgh. Or Matt Corral to Carolina. Who you taking in fantasy football?
0: Matty C, baby. Matt Corral. Matt Corral. MC.
2: Taking Matt All right. Corral. All right. Andy, what you got?
1: Neither. Sam Howell to Detroit. It's our Is show. It round two? It's our yeah, round three, even. <laughs> Do it. Let's go. Next question. Rapid fire. <laughs> Let's go! All right, all right,
2: all right. Running back, running back. Zamir White goes to the New York Jets with Michael Carter, Young MC. Where Damian Pierce goes to Atlanta. Ray G, what you got? Pierce. I like it. I like that. That's, I thought that would be a little bit tough one because I, I like Pierce, but like Zamir, I still think he's going to cut into that workload. Andy, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go Pierce
1: too. Although I hate Atlanta, like I, you're praying for touchdowns for Zamir.
2: Yeah,
0: he's. A, you think he can catch at the next level? He's like a zero. The profile is zero in the Pierce? receiving game. Uh,
2: Zamir, Zamir. Yeah, that's the thing though. Was like you got, you got my, uh, Michael Carter up there. Michael Carter, what's he do? He can catch passes. I think that would just be such a sick dynamic. Uh, to be honest with you, like you think about Javante and Carter at Carolina, like put Zamir in that in that Javante role um you got to listen if you listen to Scott Barrett he just dropped the pod today with Jim Nagy uh you, you got to go live, give that a listen he talked about Damian Pierce and that situation at Florida um I think Pierce is gonna get drafted a lot higher than any of us expect um receiver let's go receiver Garrett Wilson goes to Tennessee or George Pickens in Green Bay uh, I'm falling for it man give me Pickens give me Rodgers
0: man give me Pickens give me Pickens in 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 Green Bay give me Pickens
2: I knew that was going to be a tough one. I knew it (laughs) was. Andy, Andy, what do you think? Pickens in Green Bay or Wilson in Tennessee?
1: Wilson in season long and Pickens in Dynasty.
2: Ooh. Ooh, okay. Okay, let's go tight end. Charlie Kohler, who comes out with these freakish athletic numbers that I did not see coming whatsoever. Wait, I I, I missed it. What did he run? What did he run? I put him at the bottom of the rankings, and I go, Matt, kick him out. I literally prefer Chase Allen. Uh get Kohler got here. He was a 462 at the pro day, 467, 87th percentile speed score, 75th percentile burst, 81st percentile agility, 95th percentile catch radius, 6'7, 252. We're talking about a third round pick here in the NFL draft. Charlie Kohler to the New York Giants. Or Greg Dulcich to Kansas City. First of all, I don't believe those
0: numbers that you just said. There's no way. <laughs> His, a, his prop his was like four eight five on prospects yeah. for the that's, combine.
2: His high school number was his high school number was four eight nine. Fourteenth percentile. Uh his that's what I'm saying, dude. I saw those numbers come in and I go, I deleted Charlie Kohler from everything. <laughs> so did I. I don't even have him ranked. I don't even have him ranked. That's what Shit. I said. I was like, I'm not doing it. 92nd percentile arm length. Like, we know what he did. And then you see Dallas's offensive coordinator, uh, Moore. Moore was up at Iowa State the other day. Um, yeah, exactly in the chat. Kohler was using the LSU Pro Day timers. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But anyway, answer the question. Charlie I'm Kohler going, to the New York Giants. I'm,
0: I like Dolchich. I like Greg. I like Even Greg. in Kansas City? Yeah, man. Let him learn. But let him learn behind Kelsey for a year. Let him learn. I like him. He's <laughs> athletic. Let him learn. I, I'll take... I'll take... I'll eat the zero from, from year one. I'll eat it. I got let it. Let him develop... I think that'd be the better play, man. All
2: right, Andy, you chasing the touchdowns in year one from Kohler, or are you riding with Dulcich?
1: I'm riding with Dulcich, man. You like the you like the consistency from Kohler through college, but you prefer the coaching in Kansas City. I think they're going to use him in all sorts of ways.
2: We're talking about a, we're talking about a coaching stat that came down from Buffalo. Who's the big donkey in Buffalo? Dawson Knox. You talking? Oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Give me the give me the eight touchdowns in year one. Let's do a bonus. Let's do a bonus here. Drake London to the Jets or Burks to the Eagles.
0: It's Drizzy, baby. It's All right. Drizzy Drake. Oh, drizzy. What? Drizzy Drake. Easy. Easy. Oh my God. Why do I want Traylon in a this, low pass volume this, offense with they already have a wide receiver one? Why do I want that? Ray. Why do you I just want that?
1: Fight Why on, I, right, don't, Ray? Just fight on, don't, right? I mean, <laughs> What is, what is this? It's Traylon oh. Burks. It's Traylon Burks all day, twice on Sunday. He's babysitting my him? kids in Philadelphia. He's watching my wife while she's, you know, helping her out shopping. He's out there. Traylon Burks is the man. It's him. It's nowhere near close, man.
2: All right. All right. All right, Ray. Let's let's go out on this. You've been running Destination Debbie for a while now. In my opinion, you're, you're at the forefront of the game. You're the best in the freaking business. You know that. Uh, give us a true sleeper. Don't give me no Will Levis BS. You need a true <laughs> sleeper in twenty twenty three NFL draft. Twenty twenty three NFL draft that we need to be paying extra attention to, going into twenty twenty two college football season, and drafting right now in and, and Devi startups late. Oh got?
0: man! All right, sleeper, sleeper, sleeper. Um, all right, I, I got one for you, and he's going to um, he's going to follow the same path that um, that Kenneth Walker took. And it's ironic because he's going to be replacing uh, Kenneth Walker at Michigan State. So as long as Mel Tucker is there, we know the running back is going to get the ball. But a lot of people thought um, Jalen Berger. He was at Wisconsin. Uh, don't know what happened. Fell out of favor in Wisconsin. Braylon Allen came in and was just a monster at 17 years old. But Jalen Berger transferred to Michigan State. And I think he's going to have an opportunity. If he if he gets the starting job, I think Jalen Berger is going to have a real shot at putting some shit on wax this year that resembles a lot of what Kenneth Walker did. A lot of people were super high on Jalen Berger. C-to-C drafts last year, he was going like round two last year. Round two, round three, and C-to-C drafts. A lot of people have forgotten about him. I got him low in the ranks right now. But I'll be paying attention to Jalen Berger this year for Michigan State because I think, again, we talk about that deep-ass running back class. Another one of those guys that right now he's tier six, so I got him low. He's tier six, tier six. But man, if he has a good season in the Big Ten and he follows Kenneth Walker's footsteps, I think this is a player transferred from the P5. If he stays inside the Big Ten, if he produces and does what Kenneth Walker did last year, we'll be talking about him. And just one more bonus one my boy looks like he's back. Marshawn Lloyd, South Carolina, don't forget the name. He's highly touted, he's been injured. I know, I know, I know. Zaquandre Wright. No, 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 Kevin Harris. Thank God Kevin Harris is gone. Marshawn Lloyd. Don't don't forget about the young man. He can ball. And we'll see, we'll see how that plays out. My two guys, 2023.
2: Marshawn Lloyd just took him 14th round Canton to campus startup draft. Me and Andy did team Futurecast. You heard it here first from Ray G. Go follow him on Twitter at Ray GQ. For Andy, follow him on Twitter at FF Data King. This is the future cast. We appreciate you guys coming out on Friday night. We out.
1: Hey, he's not—he's not good. He's not gonna have the upside everyone thinks he's gonna have, man. Who Mark Whipple. Said, who Mark Whipple. He's got—who said he's got, said Mark, he's got upside? Mark Whipple, Mark Whipple. Everyone is telling me he's got upside. Everyone's telling me he's a first-round draft. He shouldn't even go in the first round.
0: No, just, no, no, nobody. That—that's straw man. Ain't nobody saying he got no damn upside, man. He's a safe quarterback too. That's what he is. He's not a that's safe. it.
1: Safe He's a qb too. He can't even hold two quarters. He can't even hold two footballs. He can't even hold oh a football my in each gosh. hand.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: He's got to use Let's two hands it. and a foot. Let's get it. Kick him out.
1: Safe quarterback. He
2: can't even hold two quarters He can't even hold two footballs.
1: He can't even hold a football in each hand. Kick him out. No, no,
0: nobody. That, that's straw, man. Ain't nobody saying he got no damn upside, man. He's a safe
2: quarterback, too. That's what he is. That's it. I'm just saying, like you just said, right now you're saying Justin Fields is going to be that dude. And then what ends up happening? It's Zach Wilson. Right now it's Bryce Young. It ends up being what? Will Levis. Like, uh, the moment's too big. He pissed down
1: his leg. You're implying that Kenny Pickett could beat out P.J. Walker.
0: (laughs) First of all, I don't believe those numbers that you just said. There's no way. Crazier shit has happened, man. Crazier things have happened. (laughs)
1: you're implying that Kenny Pickett could beat out PJ Walker
2: (laughs) draft Malik Willis
0: Andy don't do this he's got to use two hands and a foot
2: (laughs) draft Malik Willis
1: I'm just saying I'm throwing the tinfoil hat on here I'm doing some investigative work Right, I'm measuring grass outside. I'm just saying, like you just said, right now you're saying... I'm just saying, I'm throwing a tinfoil hat on here. I'm doing some investigative work. Right, I'm measuring grass outside. (laughs) He's got to use two hands and a foot.
0: Andy, don't do this.
2: Draft Malik Willis.
0: Crazier shit has happened, man. Crazier things have happened.
1: He's got to use two hands and a foot. He's got to use two hands and a foot.
0: Crazier shit has happened, man. Crazier things have happened.
2: Let's go. Next question. Rapid fire. Let's go.
0: Draft Malik Willis.